Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh present Inside the Nest. A weekly look inside Kennesaw State football. Takes the snap and drops the throw. Here comes the pressure. Airs it far side. It is batted away and picked off in the end zone. The Owls have won it in overtime. Bust out the plank. It was Bryson Armstrong and the Owls in the wildest game in their history. Hold off the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. And now let's go inside the nest. Inside the Nest, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary as we sit at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. And the Owls about to get back at it. It's Kennesaw State and Charleston Southern as conference play begins this Saturday. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff here in the Atlanta area. And, of course, you can get us on radio at a familiar place, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM, as well as on the TuneIn app. And if you're listening online on a computer or tablet, you can also get it at wfom.radio.net. Nathan, great to be back. Refreshed after the bye week, obviously. And the Owls come off kind of a rarity. The win isn't a rarity, but doing it in half a game yeah. sort of is. Yeah, that was a uh, it was a, a unusual evening when you had these storms move in literally just over Kennesaw. I mean, there was yeah. nothing nothing else in the metro Atlanta area. Some uh, some lightning that proceeded for about an hour. They delayed the game. They had already decided to move to a running clock at 12 minutes for the second half against Reinhardt. Uh, Kennesaw State had that game in control. Uh, and then the lightning came in, and the, I guess the coaches, and I wasn't in those meetings, but they determined it was a no-go the rest of the way, and the game was a win for Kennesaw State. Coach Bohannon actually told me this morning it was his call to go ahead and pull the plug on it. Obviously, the game was out of reach at 31-7 to as it was. But he did say, you know, at least for the time, James Miller wanted to continue if, of course, the weather would have allowed. But once they looked at the radar, they decided jointly to scrub the whole thing. Al's played pretty well in it. You know, you save one play defensively where a very mobile, very elusive quarterback gets away and runs for a touchdown. It's a little easier to stomach one play like that when you're up 31 nothing than it is maybe in a, in a nothing nothing game in the second quarter or something. Yeah, and I think that was like their two-minute offense. So, um, you know, Kennesaw State get, did not get a chance to sub in, sub out the way they wanted to. And just talking to some folks, they kind of expected Reinhardt to maybe put up 13 or 14 points against Kennesaw State. That quarterback's very effective, very elusive, and uh, so he did a great job. But the defense defense again was was fantastic. I thought Daniel David did some good things throwing the ball. Isaac Foster obviously was outstanding in the run where Bronson Recksteiner chased him down and, and just kind of shoved a defender out of the way was was outstanding. And it was a win you expected for Kennesaw State. They didn't disappoint and now they get into conference play. Well, and of course, Charleston Southern needs no real introduction, although this version of them we're not all that familiar with. The Buccaneers are probably the closest thing the Owls have had to what you would call an arch rival in the first four years of the program's history, as Charleston Southern, of course, in being the bully in the conference, winning the first two years of the Owls' existence, 15 and 16 the conference. They celebrated on this field in 15, which never left the minds of many of the OGs and probably a few of the younger guys now. But the other thing is, in 16, of course, the Owls went down there, only their second year of existence, with a chance to clinch at least a tie for the conference title, didn't get it done. But since then, it's been all Kennesaw State, 38 to nothing here in 2017, 38 to 10 down there last year. Yeah, you'd like it for to, to be a rivalry, but it's got to be competitive. In the last couple of years, it hasn't been. Um, they have a new coach over there. Mark Taylor is out. Audrey Denson 
is in, and uh, apparently he is recruiting for the next two or three seasons as they're going to bring in a new kind of new style offense. Mm-hmm. They lost a ton of starters, 23 starters, I think 30-something um, lettermen. So they are really starting from scratch, and so far – They've had a very difficult schedule. They played Furman, South Carolina, in North Carolina A&T, the Citadel. And they picked up their first win of the season against Savannah State last week, 24-19. to So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They've got some good wide receivers. Air raid with attitude is their mantra for this season. So we'll see if they'll test the Kennesaw State secondary. Their quarterback, Jack Chambers, has struggled with the turnovers, at least to this point of the season. Some of that may go back to what you just said about a very difficult schedule maybe with the exception of Savannah State a week ago. Yeah, and I think he had multiple picks in that game. Uh, but you know what? He, he, again, it's a it's a new kind, new style offense. So he's, he probably has new reads and new verbiage and all those things. So yeah. um, when you get into conference play, it is always different. Well, and of course, as we mentioned conference play, this could be, and hopefully for the Owls, will be a historic year where it comes to that. No team has ever won the Big South three consecutive seasons. The Owls also are on the cusp of setting records, perhaps, if they were to go undefeated in the conference again for consecutive conference wins, which certainly looks possible. But a lot of those things lie ahead. Right now, we focus on what's happening right now. Yeah, and I think you got to like what's happening, and especially the bye week being in the position it was. You'd lost Joel Parker, who was a superstar in the making, leads the Kennesaw State in all kind of categories, including sacks and tackles for loss. You had missed him for a couple games, and now it looks like he's he's got a week. I don't know what his status is as far as the Charleston Southern game, but if he's able to play, that's going to be huge for them. Um, Andrew Butcher came back in the Reinhardt game, was almost immediately brought out with his arm in the sling, a little bit concerning, but you do have the experience on the edge because Butcher's missed games this season yeah. already. So you got to like what you're seeing. Defense is number one against the rush already. Offense is number one against the rush in the, the Big South. So those are the statistics that you look for. So far, so good for the Owls. We have a lot more coming up for you on this episode of Inside the Nest. We'll do something a little bit different this week. We're going to visit with Al's video coordinator, Juan Reyes, who started here in 2017. I joked around with him. I'm like, man, all we've done is win rings around here since you got here. Probably no coincidence there, right? But that'll be fun, though. Obviously, video in terms of scouting and in terms of not only watching your opponent and watching video or tape on your opponent, but also evaluating your own players and your own practices and getting better and how to improve things schematically and where guys specifically need to work on techniques and things like that. There's so much of a role that video plays in the modern-day version of football, and it really isn't just the modern day. It goes back a few years. Yeah, we talk about the the players and the coaching staff all the time, and people sometimes forget um, how important the, the support staff is. The coaches don't, and uh, Juan's been an excellent addition to Kennesaw State back in 2017, and, and things like drones, you know, things yeah. that we would never ever consider are now a thing, and we see them at practice every practice we go to. So, um, you know, it is, it is interesting to watch them keep up with tech technology and Juan's done a great job. Well, we'll have Juan coming up after we take a short time out. We want to remind you that Inside the Nest is brought to you by and presented by HelloFresh. And we will have Juan Reyes right after this time out. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. Fans will have more reason to be excited at kickoff this season as Kennesaw State will host a free tailgate, live music, and a variety of food trucks for each game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. 
Prior to every home game, fans can get ready for game day with Owl Town, a free tailgate that begins three hours prior to kickoff. Located at the Owl's Nest, off Busby Drive, across from the Gold Lot, Owl Town provides a fun and festive atmosphere for all ages. Owl Town will feature live music, a variety of vendors, and there will be inflatable fun for kids. Get there early because thanks to JD's Barbecue, Owltown has free food to the first 200 fans. Alcohol, soft drinks, and water will be available for sale. Owltown closes 30 minutes prior to kickoff, but KSU is excited to announce the addition of food trucks inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Every home game, fans can add local and unique flavors to their game day experience. Kennesaw State Football, the gold standard. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. Fourth and two under center is Bryant. Starting the option to the far side. Pitches Foster going to the end. Gets around the corner. Cuts it back 30. 25-20. Coming this way 15. 10. 5. Touchdown Isaac Foster. 44 yards away. And it's 20 to nothing Kennesaw State. Brian Giffen with Al's video coordinator, Juan Reyes. And Juan, first of all, it's great to have you on. Why don't you shed some light into your responsibilities here at Kennesaw State? My responsibilities here as the video coordinator, I play a little bit of a different role uh, or wear many different hats. Range from, you know, managing the coach's video Mm -hmm. uh, at practices, at games, and then recently uh, expanded into doing more of the recruiting video and recruiting social media. So playing a role in creating those videos for social media and graphics for social media, sending things out to recruits. It ranges, and then a little bit of IT uh, expertise, you know, since I'm the video guy, I feel like the video guy always gets the IT questions and IT problems, so I play a little bit of a role in that as well. The coach's video aspect is such an important part of the game, and it's really not anything new. I mean, dating back to 8mm or even older days than that, I mean, video scouting has been a big part of football for a long time, but it's more advanced now than it's ever been. Yeah, absolutely. I remember I originally was at Western Illinois as an undergrad and in grad school right before this, and we started off there in 2013 using, you know, little mini DV tapes, um, and we quickly upgraded to SD cards now, which we use here. But the technology that we have now really allows us to get practice up in a timely fashion. We're not sitting there. Coaches aren't waiting there all night. So it really allows us to get things done faster and quickly and have video at our fingertips, literally, if we need to watch scout film or opponent film or our own self-scout. We have that all at the flick of a wrist right there. How important is it to have the right creative judgment where it comes to especially opponent scouts and, you know, the videos that you guys capture in practice where they're evaluating and trying to help these players get better? There's a lot of work that goes into, you know, making sure that we're filming things right. And uh, a big thing that I try to do is training up our student staff and making sure they're at the level that they need to be and holding up our gold standard in our video department as well. So as long as we have a strong student staff and they know what to look for and what to uh, and what to see on a daily basis we have them come back to the office and watch older practices to say hey 
you might see this scenario, you might see X, Y, or Z. But yeah, we try to make sure our student staff are strong and know what they're looking for because things happen on a whim, things change during practice. You might see something you've never seen before, but as long as your skill level is up and you're trained and you've been through it all or been through the training that you need to, you can expect sort of things and kind of make those judgment calls on their own. So, How is it that teams and programs swap and or acquire opponent video so you can get a look at what you're getting ready to face? Our opponent video for conference play is all done through a software called Dragonfly. Mm-hmm. The Big South Conference mandates that we trade with all of our opponents the entire season. So from game one through game 11 or 12, it all is available for us at our fingertips for anybody in our conference. Externally, outside of that, you have to make a you know a trade agreement with teams and just basically call the other team and say, hey, like, are we trading these games? How many games do we want to trade? And you go through those individual team by team. You mentioned the social media presence. How many different people have input on when you make the hype videos and all the different video productions that get put up on social media? A lot of the social media videos for recruiting are done, you know, out of my office. I have a great student staff that some of them have been there with me since I started here. 2017. So we have a little bit of experience in knowing, you know, what works well with the team, what doesn't work well. And whenever we try to create and think of ideas, we try to push the envelope a little bit, but we're also respectable of our brand and of our culture. There's other teams that like to go out there and be super flashy. Mm-hmm. We think that, you know, you can still prove a point and tell your story, but, you know, be respectable to your culture and your program. Coach Bo's been great in the whole process of fleshing out ideas and we, his door is always open. So if we have anything that we want to run by him and we've gone in there a couple times to just, you know, hey, this is what we're thinking this year. This is what we're looking at. Are you okay with this? And he's been 100% supportive of what we're trying to do the entire way. He understands that social media plays a big role in what we do on a daily basis in terms of getting recruits, in terms of getting students, in terms of the general public. It's your voice with your fans and with all those different areas. So it's a tough decision sometimes holding back. We have some far out ideas and we try to rein them in a little bit. But, you know, our intentions are always to put the team first and put the team out there on a really good note and a really good face. One of the cool things that you guys have are the use of the drones. And you mentioned technology a little bit earlier, but this is a great time to be in the business you're in just because of all the cool toys. Absolutely. The drone was a big thing for us. We just got it at the beginning of the 2018 season last year, and we had to go through a ton of red tape to get the drone up with the university, with the FAA, with the local airport. There's a lot of different perspectives that play into that because we're so close to the local Kennesaw airport here so that was a huge thing but we love using the drone at practice we use it for practice film to get everybody that's on the field during team periods for offense and defense coaches love the drone and then we also use it for different creative things for getting workouts in the morning or just giving us a bird's eye view if you will of different things and changing the look up for our social media videos too our fans have really responded well to the drone videos and so it really gives us another tool and in terms of the technology and other toys like you mentioned it's great to have some of those at our fingertips here. We don't have it all, but we try to make use of what we have here. And so we try to push those boundaries with the toys that we do have and have a fun time going out there and playing with them every week. Timing is everything, too. Two years here, two rings. Absolutely. Two years, two rings. I've been fortunate enough to play a role on this team and just help capture the video and capture these moments capturing practice, capturing games, as well as the social media stuff, just preserving that moment for history. And hopefully, you know, these 
coaches and players look back, you know, 10, 15 years from now, however long it may be, and, you know, can watch that video and hopefully it still holds up. It's a pleasure working with you. It's a pleasure sending you highlights every week for whenever you use those things. Obviously, keep up the good work, and we really appreciate you spending some time with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sir. All right, Al's video coordinator, Juan Reyes, kind enough to spend some time with us here inside the nest. And stay with us. When we come back, we'll set the scene for Charleston Southern. We'll also get some thoughts from Coach Bohannon on the Buccaneers. We'll have all of that right after this timeout. Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh, and we're back right after this. You're listening to Kennesaw State University football. Hey, do you love your KSU Owls but can't commit to a full season ticket? Then the new three-game flex plan may be just the thing for you. Choose any three of the 2019 home games, get complimentary parking, and your choice of a variety of seat locations. The three-game flex plan is available for as low as $75. The two-time defending Big South champion Owls are out to win a historic third consecutive conference title. So get your three-game flex plan today. Go to ksuowls.com slash tickets or call 470-KSU-OWLS. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. Fans will have more reason to be excited at kickoff this season as Kennesaw State will host a free tailgate, live music, and a variety of food trucks for each game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Prior to every home game, fans can get ready for game day with Owl Town, a free tailgate that begins three hours prior to kickoff. Located at the Owl's Nest, off Busby Drive, across from the Gold Lot, Owl Town provides a fun and festive atmosphere for all ages. Owl Town will feature live music, a variety of vendors, and there will be inflatable fun for kids. Get there early because thanks to JD's Barbecue, Owltown has free food to the first 200 fans. Alcohol, soft drinks, and water will be available for sale. Owltown closes 30 minutes prior to kickoff, but KSU is excited to announce the addition of food trucks inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Every home game fans can add local and unique flavors to their game day experience. Kennesaw State football, the gold standard. Tight formation right and left, and a quick handoff, Foster sweeping right edge, cuts it back, goal line, touchdown Isaac Foster. Four yards away, off to the right, saw they shut down the outside running lane, cut on a dime, took it along the hash marks and went into the end zone. Final segment inside the nest this week, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary. And it's the Owls in Charleston Southern coming your way Saturday afternoon from right here at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. That is a 3 o'clock kickoff here in the Atlanta area. And, of course, you can get myself. Nathan will be on that other medium. Mm -hmm. But you can get our radio broadcast. Pre-game coverage begins at 2.30 p.m., on 12:30 a.m. and 106.3 FM here in the Atlanta area, you can also get the broadcast on the TuneIn app on your smartphone. Not to mention that if you're on a laptop or an old school computer or a device, you can get it at wfom.radio.net. Owls and Buccaneers, no strangers to one another, Nathan McCreary. And as we talked about in the opening segment when we at least touched on Charleston Southern, going to be a little different animal at least than what we've seen from them in the past, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think their offense, and they do return three 
key pieces, which is Jack Chambers, the quarterback who you mentioned, Ronnie Harris and Cameron Brown, the wide receiver. Those are three good athletes. I think you got to keep an eye on Cameron Brown because they do want to stretch the field. And I think our secondary will be tested. And we saw against Missouri State how important playing solid defense is and what pass interference penalties can do. It can really turn the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they try and stretch the field with Cameron Brown. You do have Jack Chambers, nine interceptions on the season, yeah. uh, just four touchdown passes. Uh, he only averages about 163 yards per game. Uh, they're going to need to get the run game started, I think, to kind of balance their offense out a little bit. Uh, Ronnie Harris is their, their running back. He only averages about 70 yards per game. So they're going to have to do something different. This Kennesaw State defense is stingy. Yeah, and they're also very fast and very aggressive. So Chambers... While he can run, you know, we saw the same thing with Peyton mm-hmm. Huslig. We saw it against Reinhardt a couple of weeks ago. The Owls are fine with facing dual-threat quarterbacks. More often than not, they do. If they can get pressure on Chambers and get him moving around in the pocket right. and he still tries to throw the ball, I think it's likely we may see the turnover plank whipped out a few times here. One of the things that I think Charleston Southern has for them is they have a veteran offensive line. So you'll see – I would be interested to see if they're able to move the pocket and, and you know, maybe – cause some of that uh, eliminate neutralize some of the speed for Kennesaw State but again you know this defense has just been so aggressive and so good all season long it's hard to believe that the Charleston Southern's offense is going to be able to handle what they, the Gals defense has here's what coach Bohannon has to say about Charleston Southern excited to get back to playing uh, we needed the bye week it was good for us we did get some guys back that were a little banged up that have been playing we're going to regroup refocus we got a seven game stretch of conference play right here that's critical to the goals and, and the things we want to do here we got to get ourselves ready to go and excited about the opportunity we're playing a Charleston Southern who you know it's the only team in the league that we don't have a winning record against right now they've had a coaching change you watch them offensively it's a change a big change from what they've done but you're starting to see them coming to their own of who they are especially this past weekend you can really see it their identity and what they want to do and how they want to do it they're getting a little bit better every week and defensively a lot of the same stuff they've done before the same coordinator so they're getting better every week it's conference play it's going to be a challenge and a great opportunity we're excited about being at home and look forward to this weekend well there you have coaches thoughts on facing the Buccaneers and Nathan, you know, there's some gaudy numbers on the Owls' behalf. First of all, 10 consecutive conference wins, and of course, the back-to-back conference. That means undefeated, of course, each of the last two years in conference play. And the Owls have won 27 of their last 31 games. And the last time they lost a game here, I mean, other than in the playoffs, of course, was way back in 2016. The Owls are pretty tough at home. Yeah, and when you're putting up 400 yards on the ground per game, I mean, you're going to be very, very tough. What Kennesaw State does, they do very well. Daniel David leads the team in touchdowns. I mean, he's taken over for Chandler Burks, and and that was going to be a big question mark of how he runs a team. I think I'm I'm really pleased with how Daniel David has stepped up as a leader and just kind of em- embraced his role but had the team rally around him. I think he's he's done a great job with this offense. Well, and of course, we wondered at the beginning of the season who were going to step up and be leaders. 
You mentioned Andrew Butcher a little bit earlier. Unfortunately, banged up quite a bit so far this season, but Desmond Johnson has been kind of his usual self. What a valuable player Peyton Moore yeah. is, and what a great newcomer Joel Parker is. Yeah, I tell you what, Peyton Moore has been uh, putting in the time on the field, and you talk about quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, how how they prepare. It's You never know when it's going to be your opportunity to step up. Well, Peyton Moore's had that constantly of stepping in and stepping out and stepping in and stepping out. I think he's just done a great job and huge shoes to fill when Andrew Butcher's not on the field the defensive edge is a different kind of look um, he's done a great job he's put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks and he's even got some sacks this season and it's funny you know we haven't talked about him as much because he's just steady Eddie but Bryson Armstrong yeah. continues to just play great football and as much as the Owls wondered who was going to replace Anthony Gore coming into the year they've gotten great play from Chance Bates they've gotten great play from Kareem Taylor those linebackers where there were some question marks have been rocks solid. Yeah, Chance Bates, a, a, a player that has come off the bench and gotten some snaps. Boy, he's really been a solid linebacker as well as Kareem Taylor, who's who's a newcomer and really done a great job. This Kennesaw State defense, I think you still have some question marks in the secondary, especially when Dorian Walker's out. Bryson Perry stepped up and done a great job. You do have some question marks, and that's the concern with Charleston Southern coming in and wanting to throw the ball. In the Kent State game, they did let him get over the top on one play, but the secondary has been considerably better since then. And, you know, really, even despite that one long play, the Owls should have won that game had they just executed in the red zone and not turned the ball over in overtime. When you look at and you prepare for these games, you just kind of go over everything. And on the schedule, that overtime loss to Kent State just looms so large because we were there, we got a chance to experience and see the opportunity was right there for Kennesaw State several times to win that game. They just didn't do it, and that's credit to Kent State. The Owls have got to find a way, especially early in the season, when you will have an opportunity to, to win at an FBS school. You've got to find a way to win those games. You know, one of the things that has been talked about lately, and we'll get off on a different topic for a minute as conference play begins, you know, there's been a little bit of Twitter banter, and of course you take some of that with a grain of salt, and this is some other folks from around FCS football being critical of the Owls with regard to having the two NAIA teams on the schedule. Can we point out one more time that, A, Furman was on this schedule originally. Furman wanted to move that game to 2023. That's beyond the Owls' control. Duquesne was on this schedule originally, and as recently as April, bought their way out of coming down here. It would have been the return trip for when Kennesaw State went up there and unexpectedly, at least to the Duquesne people, kind of smacked Duquesne around a little bit, particularly in the second half. So can we put to rest the criticism of these uh, this cream puffs? Look, you've got to have opponents. Yeah. Who else can you schedule when you have four months' notice when somebody pulls out but maybe an NAIA squad? And without going into huge details about it, Nathan, it just kind of chaps you a little bit when you continue to read these things. It's the age we live in that people will make these observations without doing any research right. and without going and finding out the facts behind what happened. And, you know, of course we're going to defend Kennesaw State sure. because we know what's happening here what gets lost in it is this is a program that's five and two against ranked teams this is a team that has beaten Samford twice a team that's beaten Jacksonville State twice team that went to Montana State and won they beat a Missouri Valley Conference opponent at Missouri State they've also really missed the opportunity to beat two FBS opponents at some point or the other you wish the Twitterverse folks would maybe do a little bit of research and figure out what they're talking about before they just say it. But I guess that's the age we live well, in. Well, that takes the sting out of their, you know, out of their attack. And so, 
Um, they know those things are out there, but it's much more fun to say, hey, this is not a top five team because of this, this, yeah. this, and this, rather than look into the schedule. And again, I think a lot of it comes down to the offense that this team runs. There's There are coaches who just do not like it. There's people in, you know, I think a great example is when Paul Johnson left, left Georgia Tech and on national television, the very first game that Georgia Tech plays, they're attacking Paul Johnson in this kind of offense. Yeah. And it was a Citadel team that runs the same kind of offense yeah. that beat Georgia Tech. And, and uh, Coach Chestnut has, has mentioned you know, that was a little bit of a sweet uh, revenge for those folks who criticized the offense on national television. It is, it is a kind of offense that gets attacked, not surprising. But playing devil's advocate, this is a brand-new program. People still yeah. don't know a lot about yeah. Kennesaw State, believe it or not. It's FCS football. You're not going to get the national attention. You're going to have to win those games in playoffs. You're going to have to beat those teams unexpectedly that maybe you're an underdog to. Um, in Kennesaw State, and I don't know what the numbers are, but when they go in as an underdog, um, they haven't particularly performed well against the FBS schools, the Georgia States, yeah. um, the South Dakota State. They were an underdog in that game. you got to start winning some of those games also. Part of it is the fact that some of these old guard folks that have been around FCS football for a while – don't really care for the fact that this team has burst onto the yeah. scene, become relevant almost immediately, and is ranked ahead of the teams they follow and the teams they cover. Already, you recall the ETSU envy a couple of years ago where, for whatever reason, even though they weren't on the schedule, Kennesaw State's getting blasted by all these <laughs> ETSU trolls. So, you know, who knows? But I guess that's the age we live in. I think the important thing for the Owls is just to keep doing what you're doing, keep winning football games, keep making the playoffs, and make your statements there. It doesn't bother the coaching staff one bit about what's being said on some, some of these FCS podcasts and, and Twitter feeds. What they care about is getting it done on the field. That's the culture that they've developed. This is a good football team, and I can promise you, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, Eastern in Washington, Towson, some yeah, of those teams, Weber State. Weber State, those teams that know about Kennesaw State, we're on James their Madison. We're on their radar. They don't want to slip up and have to come here for a playoff game. I can promise you that. Yeah, especially one where there's not a monsoon falling out of the sky <laughs> and it's like 35 right. degrees outside. No Although doubt. those North Dakota, South Dakota teams might actually perform better in that. Memo for those folks: this team is not only here; this team is here to stay get used to it that is what it is yeah. we'll let them have their fun on twitter we're going to have our fun here yeah. on saturday as the owls take on charleston southern seeking their 11th consecutive big south victory and they'll hope to get that here they also have beaten in regular season fcs games i think the record is right at 20 right now consecutive games so the Owls will look to continue that streak as well. We'll miss having you on radio with us Saturday, yeah, but too. you'll be over on that other medium, as we talked about humorously. But Lauren Hoffman will be here. Brandon Joseph will be here. And I'll be here also as we bring you the Owls in Charleston Southern coming up Saturday. One more time, we promo that broadcast, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM, the TuneIn app or WFOM.radio.net, 2.30 pregame, 3 o'clock kickoff between the Owls and Buccaneers right here at Kennesaw State University. Brian Giffen, Nathan McCreary, we thank you for joining us inside the nest. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Go Owls. Thank you for listening to Inside the Nest, and tune in all season long for insights and analysis on your 2019 Owls. Inside the Nest is a production of Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh.